Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, meeting self-facilitation. Part two, here we go. Okay, so let's say you have 15 minutes on an agenda, right? And the previous agenda item finishes before your scheduled time. Does that mean I get extra time? Yeah, or put differently, since we were talking about agendas, there really aren't agendas, but rather lists, you have to be ready to start you know, if you're not told when you're going to start because there isn't an agenda, you have to be ready the moment the previous item finishes. Yeah. So look, again, you have 15 minutes. The previous agenda item finishes before your scheduled start time. Your 15 minutes start at the time the previous item ends, regardless of what the stated end time of that item was. And by the way, on really effective agendas, the stated end time of the previous item is really listed on the agenda as your start time. That's right. Right? And your 15 minutes, guys, are up 15 minutes after you start, regardless of when the agenda says the next item is supposed to start. So you don't get any opportunity in the, in the, in the meeting time um, allocated to you or a function of the, the person before you being efficient and getting done early. You don't get that. Yeah, you don't. The, the facilitator gets that, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Good point. The meeting gets it. You don't get more time because the item in front of you finishes ahead of schedule. Okay? If the item in front of you finishes ahead of schedule, that's probably just adding back into the pot because somebody else is going to go long somewhere else. But because we started with the principle that the time you are given is the determining factor, the fact that you start early shouldn't matter. Essentially, what you're going to do is give that time back to the the meeting manager again, right? It's like a relay race where uh, one team is ahead by one second. What you want in your leg is to give at least one second, if not more, to the Mm. next guy on your team. You don't get to say, well, we're one second ahead, so therefore I can run a second slower. Just the opposite. The ideally, the way to handle a meeting is if you're given 15 minutes, finish in 14. If everybody did that, I promise you, everybody's meetings would finish on time. You'd have more chance to chat. And you'd probably start on time, too, because everybody would be coming to the meeting not delayed from the previous meeting, which was back-to-back. I don't know. That just hit me really the, hard. That's the, a the great analogy. Yeah. Okay. I love that idea. Okay. Okay. There yeah. you go. Something new. And by the way, this is one of the reasons it's perversely and related, but this is one of the reasons why durations are not on a proper agenda. People send us agendas all the time with durations. You'd only put start and stop times. And actually, as I mentioned, only start times because the end time of a previous item is inferred from your start time. So, all right. Okay. So <laughs> we, we, we talked about a scenario that is, is unfortunately not as common as the other scenario, which is the person in front of you goes late. So let's say they were, they were given 15 minutes. They take 20 minutes. I had 15 yeah. minutes. Do I still get 15 minutes? Yeah, you do. Okay. You do. The problem is the meeting facilitator hopefully is intelligent enough to go, okay, how does that affect this? And you may be told you have less. Right. I mean, it, it definitely it definitely happens. Well, let's go to the next step. If you're a great team member and you can, it would be appropriate for you to say, hey, I've got 15 minutes. I know we're five minutes behind. I think I can get in ten, done in 10 minutes. Let's go for it. Yeah, exactly. Now, now facilitators just going to kiss your feet afterwards, right? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and why not, right? I mean, the idea that your 15 minutes are inviolate just makes you not a team player. Yeah. 
it makes obvious that you're thinking about the team, that you're thinking about the effectiveness of the team. Yeah, and what's funny is, and I know some people right then are saying, no, wait a minute. The way I play team player is I do high-quality work, and sometimes high-quality work takes time. Yeah, at the expense of everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, at the expense yeah. of everybody else. I said, yeah, and you're the guy who misses deadlines and says, well, you can't, you know, this is important. And so, and, and you know what? The fact that I didn't get my stuff to you on time, well, sorry, quality is more important than time to me. Right. And pretty soon you're not going to have any friends. And I know you think you're smarter than everybody else, but you're probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Well, we are. Okay. But. So, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're different. We're so much yeah, different no. than everybody else. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what about interruptions? You know, I, I got 20 minutes to, to, to talk, and look, I'm prepared for 20 minutes, and like, I can't help it. There were like 10 minutes worth of questions, stupid questions, like things, yeah. you know, things I couldn't predict. Well, yeah. So, so here's the thing. You can't fill up your entire agenda time, your 10, your 15 minutes with talking from you alone. If that were the case, if you were supposed to talk for 15 minutes and there weren't supposed to be questions or interjections or whatever, there wouldn't be anybody else in the room. It wouldn't be a meeting. So if you have 15 minutes, you're going to have to assume that there are going to be questions. That's the point of the meeting. Not that there are going to be questions, but there are. There will be exchange. If it wasn't going to be an exchange, everybody would just audio record their bit, or we would just send in written reports that people would read on their own time. So Perfect. you have to assume there are going to be questions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there are going to be questions, or they're going to be. You know, it's funny you said perfect because I think there are a lot of people who are like, God, I hate meetings. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. When you go to well run meetings, you'll stop hating meetings. Yeah. You don't hate meetings. You hate bad meetings. And the vast majority of your meetings are bad. And so you then, therefore, decided, in general, to hate meetings. That's just wrong. Okay? It's, it, first of all, it's intellectually clumsy. But more importantly, it's ineffective for the organization. Great meetings. You'll go to them and say, I, I know this meeting. It starts on time. We run it by an agenda, and it's done. And we get everything done every week. Maybe there's times where we have a little bulge. You know, a discussion herniates into, well, we're not going to have enough time for this. And so you say, you three take it offline and get back to us, right? Rather than simply saying, I can't manage everyone and there's too much to cover. So we're just going to slouch our way toward a miserable little ending that's going to be late. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to assume that there's going to be questions or interruptions or whatever. So if you plan on taking the entire time for yourself and then you get questions, you're going to look like you aren't able to meet the primary responsibility, which is meetings, the prime directive, which is delivering your points on time. Are, and then are you going to tell the meeting facilitator, are you really going to say you assumed there would be no questions? So yeah, okay. the answer to this is from now on, plan on only using 80% of your agenda time for your own words. What? Yeah. The other 20%. Are for questions. I, I couldn't get my hour into 30 minutes. Now you're asking me to get my hour into 20 minutes. Oh, my. Yeah, God, yeah I'm, I'm asking you to get your 30 minutes into what? 24 minutes, right? You're, you're killing me. Killing me. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, the reason this is in here is because I used to tell people this and they came back and said, I'm getting all these interruptions. I'm running over on time every time. I'm like, you mean you didn't plan for the interruptions? I mean, you understand the context of meeting. There are other people in the room, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Now, I'll tell you something else that people won't like. In the beginning of your career, you'll have to do this. Later in your career, you'll be able to make some assumptions and get by it. But when you ask me, how do I figure out whether my comments for my 15-minute agenda item can fit into 12 minutes, the answer is you rehearse. That's what you do. You literally rehearse. 
and you find out whether or not the stuff you said you were going to say you're going to take 15 minutes or not. And you know how long the rehearsal takes? It takes 20 minutes. And I know you're busy. I, folks, I know you're busy. You're but nothing but bad. You're, not you're, you're just a downer. I know. You're just a downer. No, 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 no more dark mark. It's downer mark. Yeah, exactly. Of course, as I remind people of the Harvard cheer when they lose a football game, that's all right. That's okay. You'll all work for us someday. Yeah, we, we never said this stuff was easy. You can continue to do it the way you're doing it. And yeah, well, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing the same way over and over again and expecting different results. I'll give you that. Okay, we should get, we sh I should give time for questions. Yeah, I guess in this case, you're right. I'm willing to go that far. But what about the unreasonable interruption, right? The, the things that come up, the questions that just are out of context. I mean, what, I mean, there are questions that come up that really can derail my presentation. Yeah, in other words, something happens that even the most prepared professional couldn't respond to and stay within their allotted time. Sure, that happens. Okay, well, first... Folks who aren't prepared at all, who haven't thought how much time they have, who haven't figured out that the most important thing is staying within their allotted time, those people always do worse in this situation we're talking about right. than someone who is prepared and actually a lot worse. Yeah, having thought about it, they can make the distinction between those questions that are relevant yeah. and important and those that are not. Yeah. So. Folks, let's not use this caveat, which is a good one that Mike brings up, to generally blame interruptions on our ability to be an effective part of a meeting. Interruptions are not the problem. The problem is the lack of agendas and people not being willing to stay within a lot of, a lot of time. And so, therefore, meetings run long. So, what you do is simple. When interruptions become such that you believe you're not going to finish your task within your allotted time, you can halt the interruptions. That's where this partially where this cast comes from, meeting self-facilitation. When you're presenting your 15 minutes, you're the sub-facilitator. The primary facilitator, the meeting leader, the meeting facilitator can always trump you and you have to allow him or her to do so. But when you're presenting, you're facilitating. You facilitate before the meeting by figuring out what you're going to talk about, staying within your 15 minutes. That's a form of self-facilitation. And then you facilitate the kind of questions you get and whether or not those questions are possible within the time frame you're given. Because again, you're keeping track of how much information you have to share and how much time you were given. So when you get those interruptions, you can halt the interruptions in the name of the agenda and finish your prepared comments. That's how you do it. You think these 15 minutes are mine to facilitate. Now, you go back to the previous point. If we didn't say finish your stuff in within 80% of the timeline, 80% of the allotted time, then people would just brief and say to people, no, sorry, no questions. Right, and we're not suggesting that, right? Yeah, in addition, let me say something else. We're not saying you get to talk for 12 of your 15 minutes and then say hold all your questions toward the end. This is a particularly ludicrous form of control and what it says is gross insecurity and lack mm -hmm. of preparation. Okay, you don't get to do that. The asking people to hold their questions to the end is stupid. I mean, it's, it's galactically stupid. People won't do it and you've just told, told them that you're afraid there's already blood in the water. And you've lost them, right? Because right. now they're thinking about their question and not about what you're saying. Yeah, so you have 15 minutes of, of time on the agenda. You have 12 minutes prepared and you're allowing three minutes of questions, okay? About halfway through, you get five to seven minutes worth of questions and you suddenly realize, uh-oh, I'm unlikely to finish and make all my points. 
At this point, you're doing some more self-facilitation. You decide, well, there might be a point I could sacrifice. And I know some of you are rolling over. I'm sorry. It's just the way things are. Okay. But the questions you've been reasonably addressing have made the situation such now that you're not just cutting fat off your presentation. You're cutting muscle or bone. Hmm. Right? So right. at this point, you say, hey, folks, sorry. Great questions. Good discussion. But I've got a couple other points I need to cover. Perhaps we can do this during the parking lot. Oh, parking lot. Yeah, mm. yeah, parking lot. Okay. Or, or if you don't have a parking lot, um, which is not, wouldn't surprise us, or we can cover this stuff offline later. And you take back over your agenda item and squash those questions. Don't do it rudely. Just say, hey, guys, great questions. I'm really sorry. I've got a couple other points I have to make, and I have to finish within my lot of time. And you take back the ability to run your agenda item for which you're responsible to begin with and for which you can't blame interruptions for you not doing what you're supposed to do and you finish delivering it. Right. And, and folks, don't miss the point. Mark, you know, he stopped the questions. He gave the reason why and he gave people an answer as to the fact that their question is going to get answered, just not right now. Right. right. And if you don't give people that, then you're not going to get a lot of grace. Yeah. And, and what some people will say is, I can see it coming. I can see it coming. I got more stuff to cover than my 15 minutes. And people are going to feel like, you know, gosh, there's too much. And we're always taking stuff offline. That, folks, is not your problem. <laughs> that is the meeting facilitator's problem. The meeting facilitator potentially gave you not enough time. It may be A, because there's not enough time for the meeting. And so, therefore, the five topics have to be constrained. Or They've made a qualitative error. That happens too. But we can't simply say all meeting facilitators are crap, and so therefore every individual presenter gets as much time as they need. We're all acting within the constraints of time, which everybody always does. We just don't think about it very much. And by the way, guys, this, this point we're making here, the reason we call this situation forestalling unreasonable interruptions is that any interruption which causes the agenda to not get done on time is by definition unreasonable because the prime directive when you're presenting in a meeting is you finish your time. The most important thing you can do is accomplish what you're expected to accomplish within your allotted time. Okay. Now, I don't know, encourage me that your last point makes me think a little bit like, wait, I mean, it can't be always about time or only about time, right? I mean, surely there are times when the quality of the discussion is important enough that it trumps the factor of time, right? I mean, well, to, yeah, to, but to use your construct, to use your verbiage, it is always about time, but sometimes it's not only about time. Mm. Time always exists. It's always a limiting factor. And yet there are times when other things may in fact trump it. That said, the status of quality of meetings in the world today are so horrible that this one switch being flipped, time is more important than quality or quantity or anything else, will change organizational life yeah. for, the, for the vast majority of people who are in organizations. In a positive way. <laughs> yeah, in a hugely positive way. You know, people say that, well, you know, we need to make a decision. And they're like, no, no, we can't, we can't, we can't. Sure we can. We just have less information than we would like to have. And we may have to be clear about what that risk is 
Okay, but we can probably monetize that risk or at least qualitatively understand it. So you're right. There are people say it can't always be only about time. It's always about time, but it may not only be about time. The answer, yeah, you're right, but not nearly as often as most people want to be right about time taking a back seat. There are two rules to remember when you're thinking about situations where the leader or facilitator could potentially authorize more time. The first one is the agenda always rules. Time is more important than quality in meetings. The rule number two is the only person who can say the agenda doesn't rule is the meeting leader. <laughs> okay. Not right? you. Okay. Yeah. Even if you think a topic needs more time and you're the one owning that topic, it doesn't get any more time just because you want it. If you want a topic to take more time, that happens before the meeting starts. Once the meeting starts, time is the primary criteria. Nothing wrong with going to the facilitator and say, hey, you've got topic B on there for 15 minutes. Last week, we talked for two hours and we didn't get any closer. I don't know that we're, oh, well, you know, we, you know, okay, well, all right. It's okay to put your two cents in. And by the way, it's often good to put your two cents in in the form of a question. Rather than seeing an email saying, you have two hours on the agenda, or you have 15 minutes on the agenda for what took two hours last week and we didn't solve it. I don't think you realize the importance of this. Here are the factors that are going to weigh into it. I don't believe you're going to get this done. You may feel that each of those statements are truthful, but now you've burned a bridge. Hmm. As opposed to sending a note to someone and saying, hey, I don't know if you know this, but this happened last week. Are you sure 15 minutes is all we need? If, in fact, you know something, I don't know, totally fine, cool with it, but are you certain that, that, that 15 minutes is good? And then maybe you get an email back or a phone call back saying, I didn't know that. I wasn't the facilitator last week. Um, help me with this. Help me rearrange the agenda. Maybe we need to have two meetings and maybe a smaller group in the, in the second one. So, again, I'm, I'm talking about behavior before the meeting versus during the meeting. So, yes. A leader of a meeting, a facilitator, can absolutely tear up an agenda when he or she feels it's necessary. But if you're a meeting attendee, you can't. Sad face. <laughs> yeah. Not for everybody else. Happy <laughs> right, face. right. Happy face for everybody else. Yeah. Um, if you're going to run long for whatever reason, you have to ask for more time. You can't demand it. So there's a big difference, at least in well-run meetings, in saying, I'm going to need five more minutes, which is, quite frankly, fairly peremptory, and, and asking, Jose, these are good questions. Can you give me five more minutes to finish? Yeah, saying you need five minutes essentially says that you're in charge, which you're not. You're in charge, and you're unprepared. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah that as well. Yeah. Again, folks, the construct Mike said is saying you need five minutes, okay? Um, need is one of those grossly overused words in the event you get a lot of questions guys and you've forestalled some unreasonable ones in the interest of comity on the agenda it's certainly reasonable to hope that the leader bails you out the leader says hey mark this is a helpful discussion we can squeeze out five more minutes so you can finish i gotta tell you that is a prepared facilitator yeah that is someone who is constantly looking at time yeah, and thinking about what needs to get done in the agenda and what's important and so on. And, the, and there are emergent things like a bunch of questions that people didn't prepare for. And so, you know, we're going to spend a couple extra minutes here and maybe the quality of the next item will suffer a little bit and the next guy will feel a little bit frustrated. And we give sometimes and we take sometimes and that's how the world works. You know, Mike, you and I have talked about this before in terms of, okay, 
you know, we don't have an unlimited amount of time. Something happens. What do we want to do? Where do we want to take our pain? And this happens all the time at our conferences where we publish an agenda. And I, I'm pretty certain that most training organizations don't publish as precise agendas as we do. And then we tell people, we might be plus or minus five minutes on the agenda. But the agenda drives things to keep us from saying at 5.30 in the afternoon, hey, we only have two more hours to go when we previously told people that you know, we'll be done at 5.30. Or at 5.15 saying, I don't, I don't think we're going to get to a delegation today <laughs> or something, you know, something crazy like that. Yeah, literally implying that we're not professional about yeah. what we do and, and how we do it. So just because you have an agenda item doesn't mean the meeting's going to run around you. And you have to stay within your time constraints. And, and I'll tell you, of course, I think everybody's figured this out. You don't get to change the amount of time you have on your own. You still have to meet the prime directive here. But this will make you a much betting, better meeting facilitator when you're running the entire meeting. And you will appreciate it a great deal more. If you go to meetings where everybody blows through their times and is not respectful, Hopefully, you'll change that when you're a meeting facilitator, and you will appreciate the behavior we're talking about in this agenda from your meeting attendees if you're running a meeting. And people will say, wow, he or she runs good meetings. So only the leader or facilitator can authorize you more time. They can do that before the meeting, or they can do it if you politely ask during the meeting, but don't get in the habit of always asking for five more minutes. If every week you're supposed to present the same thing and you get 10 minutes, and three weeks in a row, you're asking for five more minutes. You're not really truly working hard enough in advance to meet the prime directive. Cool. All right. So look, guys, um, you're responsible for staying within your time. That is the prime directive. Okay. Stop whining. Start becoming a professional. And by the way, sometimes I whine too, not pointing a finger at you. Um, I'm guilty as well. But you have to stay within your time. Your time starts when the previous item finishes. Okay. That doesn't mean you get more time. If you have 15 minutes on the agenda and you start five minutes early, you don't get 20 minutes. Prepare for reasonable interruptions. I'm sorry. What I should have said is what Mike liked, which is um, the relay race. If you start with a one-second lead in a relay race, you're supposed to hand the baton to the next person on your team with at least a one-second lead. You don't get more time. You need to prepare for reasonable interruptions, and that means only plan on presenting you talking 80% of the time you're given. And you can forestall unreasonable interruptions by, by stopping them and saying, look, I'm not going to finish what I wanted to talk about. Um, and again, you, you cannot tell people to wait questions until the end. And you can't authorize yourself more time on your own. The leader or facilitator has to do that. You'd love for them to do it. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they won't. Folks, in a project, if everyone misses their deadlines, the project isn't going to deliver on time. For the entire project to be done on time, the tasks that make it up have to be done on time. And that's all a meeting is, a series of tasks, just like a project, with deadlines. And one of the rules of projects is meet yours, meaning your deadlines. When you're running the whole meeting, first of all, don't be the guy who's always late, but then expects everyone else to make up for your failure. Meet yours. When you're running the whole meeting, you're going to love the ones who meet theirs. Believe us. Yeah, you will. All right, my friend. Thank you. You bet, partner. Awesome. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.